Alright. Hey there, everyone. Uh, sorry I don't have my theme music. It feels very strange to start a show without the theme music, but, um, you know, of course you know I've had all sorts of technical issues uh, lately with my computer, and I ran into even more since the last episode, so I had to bring my machine uh, back to my friend to, uh, to work on it and try to fix it, so uh, in the meantime he was kind enough to uh, loan me one of his machines with Pro Tools on it, and gave me a little interface to use and all that so now I'm back in business using this uh, loner gear until my stuff is uh, back in action but one thing I didn't take into account was that I don't have my you know edited uh, nicely trimmed and faded out and stuff uh, intro music uh, to use for this episode so I'm just jumping straight in and uh, I'll probably uh, recut some intro music uh, for the next episode because I expect that I'll probably be using this loner machine for the next few episodes but but yes uh, this is episode 67 of blood and fire radio podcast thank you guys for uh, sticking with me here and and joining in on this episode um I have the next three episodes lined up because all of this downtime with the technical issues and stuff, I'm just ready, getting notes prepared and stuff like that, and uh, and picking bands and songs and stuff for these future episodes. So, let's go ahead and jump right in. I'm going to kick this off uh, fast and furious. This is a uh, an album that is most definitely going to be on my end of the year uh, best of list. The band is And Oceans. And they existed from 95 to 2005, and um, they started off kind of uh, in a more black metal vein, and then they uh, very quickly drifted into kind of industrial metal uh, territory and stayed there firmly for a long time. And uh, they've since uh, reformed, because they were around again from 95 to 05, and then they reformed in 2017. And uh, the singer that they're using now is actually the singer from Fintroll. Uh, I forget his last name. I think his first name is Matthias. But, um, yeah, I forget his uh, his last name. But I will say that on this album uh, that they just released, it's their first album with him on vocals, he sounds great. I think he sounds better here than he does with Fintroll. But, um, but yeah, it's really intense, and it's catchy, memorable stuff, and um, it's just... A really refreshing album. It's called Cosmic World Mother, and it came out on May eighth of this year. It's their fifth album overall, but it's their fifth one since two. Th- it's their first one rather since two thousand two, and this has uh, has been released by Season of Mist. And it's hard to pick a, a favorite off of this one. Um, the whole album is really good, and it's just the right length as well. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, some albums that are just really intense like this uh they can drag on a little too long you can only handle so much of of speed and intensity and stuff like that but um but everything's really uh, well done here the production is great again the vocals are great and uh, yeah if you haven't checked this album out yet uh maybe you're not a fan of and oceans so you just kind of skipped over it um i think you really need to give it a, a thorough listen because it's a it's a really damn good record so Here we go, kicking it off, episode 67 from Finland. This is And Oceans with Vigilance and Atrophy.
Alright, that was And Oceans from Finland with Vigilance and Atrophy off of the album Cosmic World Mother. Really good record. Um, like I said, that's, you know, not that my list really uh, amounts to much in the grand scheme of things, but um, but that's that's made my list for the end of year uh, best of, best albums of the year, you know. Uh, okay, we're going to jump to Poland. This is a relatively new band formed in 2016. I pronounce it Zort because I'm assuming that the C is silent. It's C-Z-O-R-T. Um, they just released their second album, and it really just struck me based on the cover art is what got me to listen to it uh, first, just because it was really cool cover art. But um, again, they just released their second album this past April, April 30th, I believe. Uh, it's called Apostle, and uh, all of these song titles are in Polish, and I, that's one language that I will not even attempt to uh, pronounce, because there's just a lot of letters in each of these words, and I don't really know how to pronounce any of it, but um, this uh, song title is incredibly long as well, so you're going to have to just kind of look at the, uh, the notes um, when I post the episode to see what the song is called, because it's a doozy. But they released this album, Apostle, on Under the Sign of Garazel Productions, and again, that came out in April. Uh, I haven't listened to the debut, but I have listened to uh, to this new one uh, on a few occasions, and it's pretty good. Um, there's definitely some, some highlight tracks, um, and there's a few that are kind of more forgettable, but uh, the songs that I consider to be more standout tracks are, are really well done. They're really good. Um... But yeah, I had just kind of seen some uh, some press, uh, so to speak, for uh, for this band and this album, and just uh, some promotion for it here and there on Facebook, and uh, decided to give it a chance. And uh, there's some really cool moments on the album, and some cool moments in this song. This one stood out to me as a favorite. So again, I will not try to pronounce this thing, but um, but yeah, go ahead and, and check out this album because it's been getting a lot of good buzz. So off of the album Apostle from Poland, this is Zort.
Alright, that was Zort from Poland. I really like that closing sequence, that guitar part. Um, okay, we're going to jump to Belgium here. This is a uh, a band called Ars Veneficium, and uh, pretty straightforward black metal. They kind of have a little bit of a, of a dissonant vibe to them. Uh, they just released their second album called Usurpation of the Seven. Came out on uh, February 28th of this year. It's their second album overall. Came out on Immortal Frost Productions. And uh, yeah, this was basically a product of me listening to something else on Spotify and uh, looking in the similar artists section underneath and scrolling through that. And, uh, you know, if I come across one that I have not heard of, then I will give it a listen. So um, I urge more people to do the same thing because... I've gotten that question a lot of like, how do you find bands, like fresh bands to play on these uh, these episodes and to keep it interesting and keep, you know, from re repeating yourself a lot. And there are several bands that I've played several times, you know, where I kind of repeat myself. I know I've played Sodom probably like six or seven times <laughs> over the course of these 67 episodes. But yeah, usually it's uh, through a tool like that, through Spotify, where you look up similar artists and I just find ones that I haven't heard before and I give it a shot, I give it a listen. Uh, and if it's not that, then it's usually me checking out um, label rosters. I'll find out about an underground label that I maybe don't know that much about and I'll check out what their, uh, their roster of bands is and then I'll just kind of check them out sometimes at random and if the name grabs me or, you know, just whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, I know we don't all have time to do that, but I urge all of you to kind of do the same from time to time, and, and occasionally you find stuff that you really like that you maybe otherwise wouldn't have heard. So, But anyways, uh, I do dig this album quite a bit, and um, I haven't checked out the debut. I know I'm bad about that. I'll, I'll find an album and find a band, and it's kind of right in the middle of their career, and then I just kind of start from there. I never go back and listen to the old stuff, so I need to get in the habit of doing that. But um, but yeah, this album, again, called Usurpation of the Seven, is a very good record, and uh, I'm really glad that I found this band, because uh, I do need to dive into their debut, because it's really good stuff. So here we go, off of Usurpation of the Seven, this is Ars Veneficium with In the Fires of Eternity.
Alright, that was Ars Beneficium with In the Fires of Eternity. Um, I really just like their their riffing style. It's kind of that melodic, uh, kind of icy cold riffing that you expect from good quality black metal. Uh, not exactly that fresh or exciting, but, uh, well, it is exciting, but it's not fresh, let's be honest here. That style's been done quite a bit, but uh, I think they do a really good job of it. Um, okay, we're going to jump to Sweden here. This is a band that uh, kind of frustrates me because they will take long periods of time in between albums and then when they release one, sometimes it's great and sometimes you're just like, eh, that's, you know, that's what we waited all this time for. And uh, they have recently disappointed me. <laughs> and that band is Catatonia. Uh, Catatonia has really uh, shape-shifted a lot over the years and... and um, you know, just constantly evolving their sound and uh, with varying degrees of success. Uh, for the most part, I think the lyrics um, are pretty juvenile on most of the uh, releases, but uh, I've always liked Jonas's uh, voice. And, uh, of course, Brave Murder Day is just a masterpiece of an album, and um, they've had some really, really good moments on, fut on albums that came out after that, um, throughout the early 2000s and such. And then uh, they just released a new one this year, and I was initially going to play something off of that. I was kind of bracing myself for the album to come out so I could play something off of it. And then they released it, and I don't really like it. <laughs> so it's just too... Like, they've drifted further and further from metal, which is fine. But, um, yeah, it just... I don't know. I, I feel like they abandoned it to such a degree on uh, this new one that I'm just not uh, that into it. So I'm playing something off of the album before, which is called The Fall of Hearts, came out in May of 2016. It's their 11th album overall, came out on Peaceville Records. And um, the album as a whole is good, but not great. Uh, it's very kind of front-loaded, in my opinion. I think the best songs are in the first half of the record. Um, but the... Um, the first tune is is one of my favorites. Uh, I think it, it starts off the album on a really good note and um, starts off with a really nice dreamy kind of opening sequence that kind of goes on uh, that same pace for a little while there. But then the uh, it kind of rings out and kicks in, introduces a new riff um, to kind of carry the song forward. And I think that that riff that comes in is uh, is amazing. I think it's fantastic. And uh, just based on that one riff and just the overall way the song is put together and the execution of it, I think, is uh, is damn near perfect. So uh, I'm going to play that tune. So, yeah, I still suggest you check out the new one and give it a shot. Um, maybe you'll like it, maybe not. I didn't uh, particularly care for it, but it just kind of pushed me back to uh, appreciating this album a little bit more. So here we go from Sweden off of the album The Fall of Hearts. This is Catatonia with Takeover. By the Oh, 
All right, that was Canatonia with Takeover. Really, really good song, and I think that it uh, starts off that album on a really, really high note. Uh, okay, we're going to go to kind of an unexpected place here. We're going to Indonesia. This is a two-man band that was formed in 2008 called Exhumation. Um, really good black and death metal, and uh, they're on Pulverized Records, which is a pretty good label. Um, but yeah, they just released their third album called Eleventh Formulae on uh, on February 28th of this year. And um, this is another one that I remember finding... Oh, a little over a month ago, I'd say, uh, through Spotify, that same way that I mentioned before, where I was listening to something else, and and this was kind of on a similar artist's um, list, so I gave it a shot and saw that they had just put out something new, and uh, it's good. It's, you know, uh, there's a lot of um, fatigue, I guess, out there for the uh, old-school death metal subgenre and that kind of resurgence of that and some people are kind of tired of it but uh, I am not I still really dig it so yeah they're not really doing anything that hasn't been done before but I just think uh, it's good filthy aggressive black and death metal and the fact that it's being done by a two-man band from Indonesia I applaud that I think it's always great to see uh, this type of music kind of coming from some unexpected places so Good stuff. The album is pretty solid, and uh, this one I think was kind of something of a of a single, I guess, if you can even uh, release a single uh, as a underground black and death metal band. It's not like it's getting played on the radio or anything, but um, but yeah, I think this is an a track that they pushed, you know, uh, whenever it was first released. But good tune. So off of Eleventh Formulae, this is Exhumation with Blood Trails. Yeah. 
right, that was Exhumation from Indonesia with Blood Trails. Um, there's some really good, like, thrashy riffing in there, too. There's some kind of Slayer-esque uh, moments in there, but I really like the guitar work in that, in that uh, well, just the band in general, really. There's stuff that I've heard off of that album, and I did actually, this is one that I did check out, some of the older material, and I really like that as well. Um, okay, we're going to jump back to Finland here. This is a band that I really liked their last album, and it uh, it took a while for them to release a new one. And I I've been I feel like I've been hearing about it since January, so I wonder if they've pushed the release date back or something because uh, it's still not out. And I could have swore it was supposed to be out by now. But the band is Lantern, and uh, they've been getting a lot of good attention and deservingly so. Um, but yeah, their third album, the new one, is called Dimensions, and it's coming out on June 24th of this year on Dark Descent Records, who is a fantastic label that releases uh, really, really good stuff. Uh, but yeah, they, they've released, I think, two singles off of this now, so the most recent one uh, that I've heard is this one that I'm about to play. But I'm excited, because, I, I, again, I really liked the last album a lot, and I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting, twiddling my thumbs here, waiting for this new one. So, uh, but yeah, they released this single, and I think it is uh, really good, and it's definitely kind of uh, got my mouth watering for the rest of the album. So, here we go off of the album Dimensions. This is Lantern with Strange Nebula.
That was Lantern from Finland with Strange Nebula. I love that band. Uh, musically, they're they're so damn talented, and uh, they're they're definitely one of those bands that strikes me as being like uh, instrumental based first, and then they just kind of force in some some lyrics and vocals here and there because the vocals are kind of an afterthought, I guess. You know, it, it all seems to center around the guitar work, and um, I just really like their their sound. Uh, okay, we're going to go to Estonia here, and uh, this band is kind of in the folky um, genre, subgenre, what have you. So anytime you see them on tour, they're almost always with other bands like Arcona or Heidevolk or, you know, bands like that. So those of you who are not into the folky style might roll your eyes at it, but this band is different because they kind of have this more aggressive riff based you know sound where uh, you know a lot of these folky bands the guitars are just kind of doing chords while the you know flutes and bagpipes and other crap is is doing all the fancy stuff over top of that and the guitars are just kind of meant to fill fill in the sound you know in the background but uh, this band actually has some great riffs and it's all very guitar based and um I like his vocals they're not quite extreme vocals and not quite clean vocals but um they're just kind of aggressive <laughs> but still decipherable uh, vocals. I, I snicker as I say that because they sing in, you know, their native language. And uh, I don't speak that, so whenever I say that their uh, vocals are understandable, that, you know, that's really only if you're from Estonia, I guess. But uh, the band is Metzatel, and Metzatel um, has released seven albums. They've been around for, for a minute, but... Um, but yeah, I remember listening to uh, their sixth album. I'm going to play something off of that one. It's called Kara Yukt. And that came out in March of uh, 2014 on Spine Farm Records. And um, I think they're due for a new one. I want to say they released their seventh one in like 2017. So they're probably uh, working on a new one or, or ready to release a new one by this point. But um, but yeah, when I was living in Dallas, I would uh, come home from work and... Uh, usually put on Pandora or, you know, Spotify or something like that on, on my laptop at the time and um, and just have that going while I was cooking or prepping or whatever I was doing for dinner. And um, so, yeah, I would just have my music going, but I would listen to this album and uh, I actually had the pleasure of seeing this band live. I believe they were on tour with Elevati and uh, I forget who else was on that tour, but uh, I was excited to see uh, Metzatol in Dallas. And um, I'm pretty sure they played this song as well. It has a guest vocalist, but I did I neglected to write down who it was. It was somebody that I, I have not heard of, and, and I haven't heard of their uh, their band either. But um, but yeah, this particular tune does have a guest vocalist uh, joining in as well. So. Um, but yeah, this is a, a favorite tune of mine off of this album and one that I remember fondly from my uh, days living in Dallas, cooking dinner. So off of the album Karayut, this is Metzatol with Lumemesti. <laughs> Thank you. 
From Estonia, that was Metzatal with Lume Mesti, and um, I challenge you, <laughs> I dare you to not drink heavily and headbang with your friends to that one, because it's damn near impossible. Um, yeah, they were supposed to be coming through on tour in uh, April, like mid-April, I want to say, and I was looking forward to going to that. It was I forget who else was was part of that tour. It was Heidevolk and and Metzatol and uh, and one other that I enjoyed that was that was coming through. And uh, that of course got cancelled due to the pandemic business. But I'm sure they'll be back. Um okay we're gonna jump to the USA here for the next uh, couple of songs actually. 
But uh, yeah, this one is out of New York. It's a death doom band that uh, just released their debut. They're called Funeral Leech. And um, I literally just looked up um, best debut albums of 2020 and uh, just wanted to see, like uh, for metal bands, that is extreme metal bands, to see what was uh, what was out there that people were talking about uh, that was new. And uh, this was one that was mentioned on a couple of lists, so I made sure to give it a listen. It's a bit of a, of a chore to get through the album, I will admit, because some of the songs are not necessarily super long, but they're, they kind of um, just kind of don't go anywhere. <laughs> like, they do wrap up fine, but it's like as they're going, you're just kind of like, all right, I feel like they probably could have shortened this song a bit, and it's kind of dragging on a little... But uh, so there's a few moments of that, but there's also some uh, some really good moments as well. Uh, the band again is called Funeral Leech, and their debut that they just released is called Death Meditation. It came out on April 17th of this year on Carbonized Records, and um, it's a solid debut. I will give them that, but uh, I think they can trim the fat a little bit. When, whenever you have doom in your sound, it's uh, it is very hard to keep songs uh, short and sweet believe me because i uh, have always been bad about i mean all you got to do is look at any krigsgrav album and uh, i'll write a song that feels fine to me like it felt like it needed to go this long before i could wrap things up and then you look at the final number and you say oh man that song's 11 and a half minutes you know so it's easy to let it get away from you i understand but um but yeah, solid debut, and uh, if you're a fan of kind of the doomier moments from bands like Incantation and stuff like that, uh, you'll be into this as well. So, off of the album Death Meditation, this is Funeral Leech with Morbid Transcendence.
All right, that was Funeral Leech from New York with Morbid Transcendence. We're going to keep it in the USA here and go to Spokane, Washington. And uh, this band is called Sentient Divide, and I admit that I don't know shit about this band. It's just one that was recommended to me, and I went ahead and checked out uh, their new album that came out in February and thought it was pretty good, so I'm going to play something off of it. Uh, especially since it was released independently, so uh, this is the type of thing where if you hear this and you dig it, then I suggest that you go buy the album from the band themselves, from their Bandcamp page, or uh, you know, start recommending them to others and spread the word. Maybe they can get uh, signed sometime down the road. But uh, yeah, again, the band is called Sentient Divide, and they released their second album. Their debut came out in 2017, and their second album just came out on February 22nd of this year. It's called Haunted by Cruelty, and again, they released that independently. And it's kind of right in line with that old-school death metal sound and that same old-school death metal uh, production that we've been seeing from a lot of bands uh, during this kind of resurgence where it's kind of filthy production but still clear enough to be able to hear everything uh, very well and yeah they you know they don't reinvent the wheel but it is solid and I, re- I do dig the production quite a bit actually on this uh, on this album so uh, I won't talk m- anymore because I really don't know much about this band <laughs> so uh, so yeah here we go from Spokane Washington off of the album Haunted by Cruelty this is Sentient Divide with Eternal Conviction <laughs>
Alright, that was Sentient Divide from Spokane, Washington with Eternal Conviction. We're going to jump to Italy here for the next two, actually. Um, this is a band that I first discovered whenever I had first discovered Shining and uh, got really into Shining for a stretch there and I was kind of looking for other bands kind of that, that fall into that same kind of, uh, you know, what's the... Uh, What's the uh, abbreviation? The, the depressive, suicidal, black metal, DSBM. There you go. I knew it would come to me eventually. Um, but yeah, I was looking for some, some other bands kind of that fall in that same vein. And this band uh, was one that was consistently um, mentioned. And the band is called Forgotten Tomb. And um, they have released... 10 albums. They've been pretty prolific here. At the time when I first uh, heard about them, they only had a few, maybe three albums out, but they've been uh, one that's kind of been putting out an album every year or two. And uh, I forget when they formed, but they just released their uh, 10th album, their newest one, on May 8th of this year on Agonia Records. And um, they have... <laughs> Oh god, I forget what one of their album titles was, but it was one that just made me roll my eyes so hard and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is this is brutal." But um just for how kind of uh juvenile, immature it sounded the the album title, I can't remember what it was though, but but the material, the music has always been really good. It's always been really strong and uh, I actually kind of lost uh, track of this band for two or three albums there and then I heard really good things about this new one so I uh, wanted to go ahead and check it out and uh, it is good to me some of the magic of the of the early albums uh, of theirs is missing it, it definitely feels a little more um, kind of paint by numbers here at this point they found their formula and they're kind of sticking with it but um but the material is still pretty good, and uh, I really liked the title track of, uh, of this new album, so I'm going to go ahead and play that one here. But the album's called Nihilistic Estrangement, and again, that came out on May 8th of this year on Agonia Records. So without further ado, from Italy, this is Forgotten Tomb with Nihilistic Estrangement.
that was Forgotten Tomb from Italy with a nihilistic estrangement. We're going to keep it in Italy here. This is a uh, pretty intense blackened death slash thrash band. They just kind of have some thrashy elements here and there. But uh, very intense stuff. The band is called Blasphemer, and uh, they just put out their third album in January of this year. It's their first one since 2016, so they had a little bit of a gap there, but... The album's called The Sixth Hour, and that came out on Candlelight Records. Again, that came out in January, but um, it's one that I had kind of been putting off. Uh, I don't know why. I, th I was mistaken. I can't remember what the hell band it is, but there's another Italian band that I've actually played on the podcast before um, that was had a similar name, or at least had like Blasphemer or Blasphemy in the title, and but it was real like speed metal like traditional heavy metal uh, with lyrics all about Satan and stuff and uh, it was just kind of amusing which is fine it's just not quite what I uh, had been in the mood to listen to <laughs> for a while so I kept seeing the cover for this album uh, throughout this year and just had been putting off listening to it because I thought it was that other band the speed metal band and uh, came to realize that I was wrong <laughs> so Whenever I did finally listen to this uh, on Spotify, I was like, "Whoa, okay, I was I was completely wrong. It was it's the other band." So uh, yeah, I'm, it took me forever to finally listen to this, but when I did, I was actually really impressed with it. Um, I had heard. I don't ask me what. I don't think I've given a, a an album of theirs a full listen, but I have heard just tracks, individual tracks here and there from Blasphemer uh, in the past, and liked it. Um, but yeah, they're just kind of one that fell off the radar for me, and, and I'm glad that I uh, finally decided to give this album a listen, because I was totally wrong about which band this was. <laughs> so, really good record. Again, it's called The Sixth Hour, um, and that's out on Candlelight Records. So, off of that album, here we go. This is Blasphemer with Lord of Lies. Thank you. 
That was Blasphemer from Italy with Lord of Lies. Really intense from start to finish. Um, it's The whole album's not like that. It is still a very intense album, but there are some, uh, some more mid-tempo moments here and there to kind of break things up, which is nice. Um, okay, we're going to go to uh, kind of an international supergroup of sorts. Uh, this is uh, a band that kind of stretches from the Netherlands to the USA uh, with a couple of uh, death metal legends in there. It has Bob Backus from uh, formerly of Asphyx and formerly of Soulburn. And he kind of quits every band that he seems to be a part of. Like, it's weird because he'll he'll reach a point where he says, Oh, my heart's not in it anymore. I just don't want to do this anymore. And then he quits whatever band he's in. And then two months goes by and then he announces a new project with some other person. So I'm just like, okay, great. How long before he quits this band? You know, but... Um, but yeah, he started this one. I'm not familiar with the uh, the guitarist or bass player, but uh, they got uh, old John McCanty from uh, Incantation to do vocals on this. And uh, the band is called Beast of Revelation. And they just released their debut album called The Ancient Ritual of Death on March 6th of this year. And that came out on Iron Bonehead, which is another uh, label that I really love. Um... It's not the most exciting album, though, I will say. There's some really good doom metal on this, but the beauty of, like, Incantation is, like, they they can just doom it out for half of a song, and then they'll bring it back around to some intensity, and, and it'll just pick up the pace and pick up some steam, and and uh, and it's much more effective, you know, whenever they kind of uh, vary the tempos. But this album is a doom album through and through, so it's a, it's a death-doom album, but uh, the tempo stays very firmly kind of in the doom side of things, and it ends up being a little bit boring. Um, still some good riffing and everything in there, and the vocals sound great, um, but yeah, it just kind of, there's you find yourself listening to the album, and then you're just kind of like, all right, I don't really remember a whole lot of what I just listened to, but um, if you're in the mood to just have some good doom metal on in the background while you're doing whatever, then... Uh, then this might uh, suit your your palate, but um, for being a quote unquote super group, uh, I think it's a little bit of a letdown. But just given the uh, the parts involved, the uh, the characters involved, I felt like uh, it was uh, only right to play something off of it. So it was just a band, a project I I didn't even know existed until uh, until probably around April, I guess. But um, but yeah, we're going to play the title track here. So off of The Ancient Ritual of Death, this is Beast of Revelation with The Ancient Ritual of Death.
my creaky chair in the background uh all right that was beast of revelation with the ancient ritual of death i'm sure you can see what i mean uh since there's not a lot of like harmonized guitars or or it's just very it's it's so straightforward that it ends up not being the most memorable uh thing in the world but it's still pretty solid material i think i would still take you know uh, asphyx or soul burn or any of bob's uh previous projects over this though 
Um, but yeah, okay, we've reached that time where I will announce the final song of the episode. Thank you guys so much for bearing with me once again. Um, for the foreseeable future, I will have this loner uh, laptop and interface for me to use uh, at my leisure. So I should be uh, perfectly fine to do uh, future episodes on time and all that. So I've already got all my bands and songs picked for the next two episodes after this one, as I said. So uh, things should be moving right along at a pretty good pace. So yes, and I got my microphone woes uh, sorted out here. As, as you can hear, it's a much better sound quality this time. But uh, yeah, so sorry for the delays and everything. I hope I haven't uh, totally lost all you guys. But um, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or they can listen on the free Podbean app, which I always recommend. Uh, or you can listen to all the old episodes or new episodes on Spotify. They're all there. Uh, you can email me any sort of feedback or requests or anything like that to bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And then, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any and all updates or any sort of communication or questions from me to all of you, the listeners, it's going to be posted there. So... All right, we're going to finish uh, with some nice uh, slow, doomy stuff here. I know we just had a slow, doomy song before this one, but trust me, this one is uh, pretty powerful, so I think it's a great one to end the episode with. Um, it's out of the USA. I'm going to say it's out of Seattle. Um, I'm not sure if both of these bands are from there, but uh, that's what I'm sticking with. So <laughs> this is actually a collaborative release between Bell Witch and Aerial Ruin. So it's just a three-man crew here uh, that that composed this, but uh, they just released, I don't know, I really don't know if this is an album or if it's just kind of a couple of song type deal, but um, I'm still a little confused on the details on that. But it's called Stygian Bow Volume 1, and that's coming out on uh, June 26th of this year on Profound Lore. But they have gone ahead and uh, released a track off of it, and uh, it's exactly what you would expect. If you're a fan of Bell Witch, you're, you'll be a fan of this, and I am a huge fan of Bell Witch. And uh, so, yeah, it's just kind of best of both worlds here between Bell Witch and Aerial Ruin, and uh, they've done a lot of press for this, actually. Uh, I know Profound Lore is a, is a pretty um, kind of mid-sized uh, label, but um, but even so... Uh, I feel like I'm seeing stuff about this release just kind of posted everywhere. And I know that's in, in part because Bell Witch has gained so much popularity over recent years. But um, but yeah, this is a really good track. Um, I think I still just like the straight up Bell Witch material a little better. But uh, obviously I, I'm going to be checking out uh, the other songs on this release whenever it does come out on June 26th. But, um, but yeah, this should uh, wet your whistle for that. So... Uh, again, I have uh, I have the technology to where I should be able to uh, to keep up with uh, my episodes uh, on time moving forward. So, thanks so much, guys, for listening, and uh, <laughs> keep on keeping on. So, here we go from Seattle. This is Stygian Bow. I, I I think that's what I know. That's what the album's called, but that's just kind of what I've been calling this project as well, because I really don't. It's too much of a mouthful to just say like, "Oh, this is a collaborative Bell Witch Aerial Ruin album called Stygian Bow." Like I'm, I'm just calling the whole damn project Stygian Bow. But um, 
So this is Stygian Bow with Heaven Torn Low Part 2, The Toll. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>